ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, but more specifically, ladies and gentlemen, because it's not a kid's show. Uh, welcome to the second episode of the Private Sector Podcast. My name is Brett Splinter. With me, as always, is Joshua Joseph. Joshua Joseph Clark. And we are pleased to announce we had we vetted a very long list of guests. Um, our inaugural guest. Our inaugural <laughs> guest is uh, uh, Terrell from Historic Casanova Liquors, Hudson, Wisconsin. Terrell, what's up? What up, guys? Um, this is a great scam to get Terrell to come out and um, talk to us for a couple hours, but also bring... Got some bottles. Got some bottles. So premise of the show, like we said, the guest is going to um, bring something uh, for us to drink and scored pretty big that you were our first guest because <laughs> yeah. like, this is kind of setting the bar. It's like... When you have one of the dopest liquor stores with the best bourbon selection around, I feel like it kind of wins. Kind of shows up, a yeah. bunch of different options. So what are we drinking? What, what are we starting uh, with? So we closed down a restaurant in March, and there happens to be all kinds of bottles sitting behind the bar. that uh, uh, And it's bourbon. Get... It's open, so it's going bad. Yeah. It's definitely going <laughs> to... Good reason to bring it, I think. Yeah. Don't, what are we drinking? It's one all going to evaporate. First? We're going to try this one that probably no one's tried before. Uh, part of Buffalo Trace's single barrel, um, single oak project. Dope. And uh, Buddy brought it over, and we all drank about half of it, and so we had half a bottle left. <laughs> nice. So uh, Buffalo Trace, when Terrell says single barrel, so like a little, uh, for people that aren't into bourbon, when you buy a bottle of Buffalo Trace, it's a mixture of half a rickhouse worth of barrels, right? I mean, like, it's a giant batch that's all blended up. So when dorks get excited about, myself included, like single barrel stuff, so this is just out of just one barrel, like... Blanton's would be a single barrel, but this is actually a Buffalo Trace single barrel. This is a Buffalo Trace single barrel that they did a oak project. So they used different oak from different areas, different ages, and made uh, their barrels differently and then aged them all identically to try and taste through the different flavors. And it's flavors. a cool little bottle. It's like a, it's not a 750. No, it's a 375, so about nice. a pint size. All right, let's try it. Cheers. Terrell, thanks Cheers. for joining us. Appreciate it. Joshua. Salute. All right. Oh, that's good. That is great. Oh, that's really. So it's good. got a little bit of sweetness to it. It's still got that spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your? So if you guys haven't been out to Casanova, it's right across the way in Hudson. It's where you used to buy your beer on Sundays. Yeah, I still buy my beer there. I don't. I don't feel like that was a big. I don't know. I always go to Nova anyway. I live ten minutes away, so I'm gonna go there anyway. Yeah, I think you know the Sunday sales. I don't know, man. You tell us. Was impactful to business because you guys used to be. You would be the place. You were the spot. We were the spot. It was uh, we're the closest one to the border. We can see Minnesota from the store, and it was it was nuts. We'd see everybody on on Sunday and every Sunday a lot of times. I don't think there's a time on like a Sunday you go to the parking lot and it wouldn't be all straight Minnesota license Minnesota plates. Oh, it's about it was about eighty percent Minnesota, and just filled the parking lot and good old day of. Seeing our friends cross the border. <laughs> <laughs> Stocking up, buying all the fucking, all the new glares. There's a yeah. lot of guys coming over and buying all crap here they couldn't find in Minnesota, my, and that was their one time to run over. My favorite thing, and I worked, I, I helped out a couple times at Nova, and like just in that short period of time, I had no fucking idea how bonkers people go for Spotted Cow not knowing a thing about it. Like, yeah. not knowing a thing about it. And they would just come in and like literally... Be like spotted cow, and I'd point them back, and they would come with like two cases. And I remember saying to like some people, like, "Wow, you know, yeah, they, 
it's it's a good beer. And they're like, do you like it? And I'm like, well, I'm it's good, but I'm not a huge cream ale guy. I don't like cream ales a whole lot. And they're like, well, me me, me neither. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cream. <laughs> you know, like they don't they don't care. It's just like, do you think that's because they can't get it? I think it's almost like a shot glass or a mug when you go on a vacation. Yep. Literally totally. literally grab that to bring home and show off to the friends. And, and the the carries that own so it's it's um Dan and Deb and Deb Carey. It's a couple that owns it and. If you're not familiar with Spotted Cow, it's distributed exclusively exclusively in Wisconsin. Correct. Yep. And you can fucking get it <laughs> like at the gas station. You like at every gas station. Every place. <laughs> yeah. Like at church. Like I think they they sell it at, at church at school. No, but like you can you can go to any gas station and it's fresh. And it's For sure. They but, they're one of the top fifteen or twenty breweries in the country and they're only distributed in one state. <laughs> which is insane and like super respectful like yeah the wisconsin drinkers and I th- but i think with with any of that it's that perceived exclusivity like mm-hmm. I've, I've worked in beer you know josh you're big in the beer scene terrell obviously you know but like do you feel like like there's that culture of people that would trade for beer do you feel like now that more beer is kind of available that slowly dying like that's less and less of a thing where you get people coming in that are going to buy this beer and ship it to their friend in fucking Boston or whatever. It's a different clientele now. Yeah. Um, it used to be the gateway drug for craft beer and mm-hmm. you get them from Miller Lite to drink a spot of cow and then they'd slowly try the rest of the brand and now they're, they're buying everything. But it's, I, I think that like, I think bourbon is poised to be more the next dork culture. It's and I say that in, a, in like a totally loving way, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like bourbon is the next thing that people are going to. Yeah. If it's not already. It is. Right. I'm saying it might be more, ubiqu- like, cause Terrell, you, you, from when I worked there, I remember you have uh, like a request book, right? Correct. Yep. And like people, people call and request stuff and like, you'd have people call, you still, you get people call and like, I want that Pappy Van Winkle. Dude, these people don't know anything about it. They just know it's the next Pokemon they have to collect, and they don't realize that your store maybe gets a bottle. Yeah, and that was nice when we had the restaurant open. That one bottle had a place to go. Yep. And now it's I get one bottle and trying to find the coolest guy to get to buy it, or we just so, bring it here and drink it. So if you guys aren't familiar with yep. Nova and Hudson, they had a restaurant. Casanova is is the is the uh, liquor store, and Nova's the restaurant. So COVID hits, you have to shut down. And I, I mean, I'm not just, you know, gassing you up here, but I think you did the close it like for now. Yeah, for, we for, uh, maybe it comes back as something else, but you haven't, you didn't decide to fuck with to go or anything like that. You, our, our food really wouldn't have worked to go. Right. It was fish and steak and pastas stuff. We yeah. got cold Chipotle tonight. I'm like, just imagine what your steak <laughs> right, would be. Yeah, no shit. And uh, it just didn't work out. So once we could actually open up to seat people, Everybody was struggling already, and yeah. we said, "Let's hold on before we put a bunch of money back into it." And right, and you have the, you have the liquor store, and yep. liquor store business is bonkers, right? Yes, I mean from from all my understanding is, is that you know everybody I've talked to in the liquor business is it's all it's all to go. People want to because a you can't go out, you're depressed and you're unemployed, and like no, but I mean like the things that uh, do well in recessions, yeah, liquor stores, yeah, dude, totally. so. Yeah, it was all right about 12 years ago, too, and kept going, and <laughs> we're back there again. So Everybody's spending more time if, at home. If the world opens up tomorrow, which it won't, I, I personally, I don't think I don't think it's ever going to be what it was in the 
near future, right? But if it does, let's say like right now, if, if it's like, hey, it turns out we got a vaccine, would you reopen the restaurant? If it went back to... Like zero right up to 100 again? It went right up to 100, yeah, we'd open it back up. Okay. Yeah, it, would, it, would, it was our best year ever in almost 18 years and sucked to close it down. But uh, if it came back, yeah. Otherwise, we're thinking of other options and cool shit to do. It's a space. I mean, the spot is yeah. like bonkers. It's right in Hudson, and you own the caves. Yep. And so, like, Cave Fest. If you guys hadn't hadn't been to that, that I think I think Bourbon Fest is the biggest like under the radar festival or Dark Beer Fest. Too. Oh, for sure. Like the like the biggest under the radar fest because like for Bourbon Fest. That's where you could drink. I mean, how many guys do we have at the last Bourbon Fest? There's 150 people there. There and with that size, with a group that small in the scheme of a festival, you're not gonna not get to try something, and you're not gonna. Can we just fucking talk about how bonkers beer festivals like went from the they, f- the first festivals you know that we were going to in like ten plus years ago to like just being able to walk up and get and then like now. You see, you watch videos online of these beer festivals, and it's like the running of the right fat white guys in beards, which like we are, yeah. But like shots fired, shot, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like they open the and then they just got a book in there to run to XYZ Hype Brewery and get that that pour of beer. Yeah, and I've been on both sides of it, and I'm not gonna lie to you, it's invigorating on both sides. There's something really cool about somebody coming up and wanting so bad, and it's a fucking it's an ounce of beer. Oh, yeah. It was like Great Taste of the Midwest that literally just pile people into a oh, yeah. corral and great let them rip. <laughs> that might be the best festival, though. Like, that is... Like Great Taste of the Midwest. That's, it's put on by, like, what, Homebrew, Madison Homebrewers? I believe so, yeah. That thing grew and grew and blew up. And, like, towards the, la- the, last, few, uh, the last few ones, it's, you know, like, Goose Island had, had all the Anheuser-Busch money. So they would spend, like, thousands of dollars on their displays. Like, and it was themed every year. Have you, have you been? I have not, no. Well, one year it was, one year Goose had like a, a prison set up and yep. they were all dressed as inmates and they made a jail and you could go up and get your pour of, you know. Bur- Bourbon County, so, I'm sorry, sorry, but like Bourbon County's coming out again and that is a beer I still give a fuck about. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's like one of the only beers I give a fuck about And you anymore. probably get people to come to the store and that's the day you're using them. Yes, that's the only, <laughs> it's at Black Friday and that's when they, they're rolling, or people are running around town seeing how much they can grab in the first hour. Yeah, and we open. I don't change our hours. So we open at nine still. So they've already and been they've out already the road gone for five hours yep. chasing down trucks. Bourbon County is it's the best like three thousand calorie. Just the most here. consistent outside of two thousand and fifteen. Is that on your? Uh, is that on your Weight Watchers program? <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> Definitely not. On, I don't know. Actually, maybe it is. Well, I guess I think the thing with Weight Watchers is it bad is, if I'm calling you out? That can I? Can we talk about Weight? No. Okay. We can definitely talk okay. about it. I don't I'm, not, I'm not utilizing it. Can we talk about Weight Watchers? Oh yeah. I'm not. Too. What are you supposed to do? So you buy different. Uh, I, yeah. So I don't know. You know, I'm not a good spokesperson out, outside of the fact that I'm not super savvy with the platform. But <laughs> what got you into it, Oprah? No, it, it was just like it's COVID, and they're like, "Man, fat people are dying <laughs> because y'all are core morbid as fuck." And <laughs> like, well, you know, I check a couple of those boxes, and <laughs> so we're like, let's do it. And you know, I'm I'm not like I don't want to be in my phone as it is, let alone adding my meal in into the phone 
and all of that jazz. Is that something you have to do with some of the programs? Like you, is that what you're supposed to do with Weight Watchers? Well, yeah, with Weight Watchers, everything like you eat, is that you the points put one? It in there. Where you can have up yeah, you get so many points. Yeah. Okay, so Bourbon County is your points for the week. Yeah, I have no idea what the Bourbon yeah, County yeah. points are, but I can you tell can. you that I've drank in Bourbon County since I've been on the program because <laughs> I've not taken the time to enter things in. <laughs> Man, but like, so like every little snack you gotta key it into this app. Absolutely, and you can look them up, drop down, zip oh, through, and, but the, yeah. but is that where they're like? Yeah, see, if you bought our food, our food's all the first choices there. Like, So, you know, that's what they do. Like, you get signed up and you get, like, a box in the mail. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, man, you know. <laughs> it's a fucking... The first, the first thing to beating this addiction is acceptance. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but, I, no, but I, feel like, I feel like it's also, like, drug dealer, like, first hits for free. Oh, totally. Like, oh, hey, you like this... Uh, you like this gluten-free, keto-friendly chocolate bar? Yeah, these are actually really good. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah they're not bad, man. Just go to the website and yeah, check. You, so, so you that's can what buy, we did. You can buy them in 24 packs or 300 packs. Yeah, there's very little uh, leeway because y- you you taste it. You're like, oh, man, I could eat this every morning. <laughs> you know, this is tasty. What, like a, like a, bar, like a granola bar thing? or what? Yeah, you well, like they had these. It's like a... Pancake in a cup. Oh, like a Kodiak oh. cake. So those are good. Yeah. Wooden spoon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, optional. Um, yeah. So, you know, you stir a little water in there, throw it in the microwave. Yeah, I'm familiar. Those are great. And, and you pull it out and maybe, you know, add a little butter, whatever you want. Evan, Carrie bought um, the kid, like they make a shortcake one. It's yeah. really good. Sounds- yeah. So you get like a free, you get a free cup of that. And oh. so I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. Yeah. I'm going to get some more of these. <laughs> and I go onto the website and they're like six bucks a cup. <laughs> like something ludicrous, like I don't, they're, they're like you know nine bucks a pack. I don't know. Yeah, and, but, but I've ordered like ten packs because it's like oh, I'm, I'm going to eat a whole lot of these, and I, I still have eight and a half packs, and I ordered them in April. <laughs> <laughs> so like six months ago. Yeah, well that's what you know. Trash food is cheap. Yeah, it tastes gel- delicious. Right, so yeah. you're not wrong. Speaking of delicious, what's uh, what's next here? Uh, let's see. All right, so we drank the uh, buff the Buffalo Trace. Single Oak Project. Let's do this little E.H. Taylor small bar story, straight rye. Nice. Sorry, okay. I'm still okay. having this around. Haven't, we haven't had it in the store for about two years. but Oh, is this down from the restaurant? Yep. Nice. I mean, like, the thing about Nova Two Cheers, the thing about Nova that I always like, too, is you could go into the restaurant and all these bourbons that people, like, absolutely are looking for and going driving around to 65 liquor stores they're on the shelf in the restaurant and you could buy your pour get your one or two ounce pour tick the box that you had pappy van winkle 15 year right or whatever and you have had it yeah <laughs> well yeah, i remember i remember you when you'd got you'd get the 23 like you get about 23 and you put it in the store there and i remember um once again i'm gonna boost you up here because <laughs> terrell was like I don't know, like 50, 60 bucks a pour. Isn't that what you like charge the first what, year? Or, that's what we thought, yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, dude, because we had just come back from Chicago. Um, it was me and you or somebody else. And I'm like, Van Winkle 23 is, it's like, you know, a buck 30 all day. Yeah. For an ounce pour in that. I'm like, even, even if you do this for like 90 or 100, it's still a great deal for somebody that wants to check that box and, and say that they've tried it. Yeah, we saw that number and we're like, let's try half of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and see if it goes. Yeah. And, and it uh, it was nice to have it around for I don't know a couple of weeks, so it wasn't a, right. a and rush so and like, a line up front. So but. when you when you post it, you don't you know because you get you probably get this a lot. Like if if people aren't familiar with like the beer and bourbon dork um, 
kind same of. scene, yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, people will get mad if a liquor store or a bar posts something like, oh, it's 9 o'clock and we hope we have this. Well, I'm at work and it's going to be gone. Like We get that every day. It's, it's yeah. always been trying to figure out the best way to release something. And right. we've done it that way and it's so gone. You, or guys, you guys just released the what I saw. You got Eagle Rare Single Barrel. Yeah, so we got that last week. We picked it. And you and, split it up, right? And we split it up. Uh, yeah. We've done that with all the Buffalo Trays since up a couple other releases. But yeah, good on, good on you, man. That's yeah, the, it's, And didn't you do like one in the afternoon? Like, yeah, so we the first go. one uh, so releases. So fucking bitch. I literally haul in all the cases. I'm like, some of it's got to go right now. So when mm-hmm. it when it delivers, we release uh, half it or two-thirds of it then. Yeah. Um, then a week later, same day, at, but after 5 o'clock, release the second, third. And then uh, we split the rest up between events and yeah. different donation fundraiser stuff. That's dope. I took a bottle um, uh, camping. We went camping this weekend. It released last week. I don't know. Whenever I get to edit this episode either way it released in the past it released in the past and it was good and you should have gone and got some if you did Uh, (laughs) it's it's gone it's it's gone spoiler alert (laughs) but i took a bottle um i I flashed some up and i took it we went camping this weekend and i don't know joshua and i talked about camping in the last episode i talked about how i I told you how i punched deer in decorum yes yeah yeah so yeah you know like that talked about that Josh's camping stories, I'm, a, a frog fell on his wife's head. Anyway, um, we went camping again this last weekend, and I'm like, man, I wonder if you know there'll be any animals involved. And I didn't have any animals involved, but Carrie <laughs> is, like, worried about snakes. And that's fair. Like, it's a fair thing to be worried about. Makes two of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one, like, wants us to an, an unreasonable encounter with snake. But, like, the point with the roof tent... She's all about it. Doesn't matter. We're camping in fucking Badlands, wherever. Fuck snakes. They can't climb a ladder. <laughs> but like, we're there. How do they get in trees? <laughs> don't, just don't tell her. Yeah, don't tell her about. <laughs> don't tell her about tree snakes, man. She's already. She's already really fucking worried that they can swim, which they can. Yes. Yeah. And and snakes in water are terrifying. Yeah, I saw anaconda. The snakes out there this big. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it. I remember when Ice Cube says that? His, the snake's out there this big? Yeah, bro. His greatest fucking... cinematic performance. Uh, Three Kings. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not as good as Anaconda? No. But anyway, I talk her off the ledge how there's no snakes. It's not. It's going to be a non-issue. Like, I wouldn't even worry about snakes here in Lake Elmo Park Reserve. Yeah. It's getting and, cold. Yeah. It's getting a little chilly at night. And so, first night camping, second night camping. Um... <laughs> Not and I'm like, see, no snakes. And my my friend Tony and his his wife uh, Kate were taking down their tent. And did I tell you this? Too? No. And literally, literally, Kate, who <laughs> is a strong, strong woman, physically strong woman, also, and is pregnant and shouldn't be running around. She fucking bolts <laughs> away from the tent. She goes, "Oh fuck!" and like runs away, dude. So it had sprinkled a little bit like the night before. And a snake went under Tony's tent. Just yeah, no thanks. Riding uh, around. All coiled up underneath the tent. Getting all warm. Getting all warm. <laughs> getting all cozy. And Tony's so, sleeping on top of him. Yeah, totally. So yeah. Tony like lifts the tent up. He goes, oh, shit, yeah. There was a fucking snake under his tent the whole night. We were this weekend up, at the, up at the land. And no frogs fell on your wife. No, side. she did really well with the frogs. Um, I've had... 
I have a real bad <laughs> fear of, of spiders. And at one point when I was a little kid, like they were so scary to me. I'm like on a swing set and my friend, <laughs> she's we're like we're like seven and she's like Joshua, there's a spider on the swing set. <laughs> and I am, sassy. I'm a, <laughs> she she was taunting me oh, okay. with it. Because uh, yeah, yeah. she knew that I wasn't about it. And I'm so not about it <laughs> that I was sitting on top of the monkey bars that I just dead body threw myself off of the monkey bars <laughs> and broke my arm. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. 100%. Snap my shit. Right just because you thought there might be a spider? I was not taking that risk. <laughs> so I, I just dead bodied it. I just yeah. like, whoa, threw myself off, hit the ground. Jeez. And I start screaming because I'm broken. And she's giggling about the whole situation. So she never even saw a spider. No, no she spider. Just, she just she just knew you hated him. Yeah, she oh, what a she bitch. she painted me into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom and aunt come running outside. They're like, "What's wrong?" And she's just like, "I told them that there was a spider on the swing set, and he just jumped off of it." <laughs> so ever since then, I'm still not cool with spiders. And did you have a run in? Yeah, this weekend. <laughs> We, you know, you get you get set up and we we you put a garbage bag like hanging off of a branch, yeah. you know, like on a tree, and it's Sunday. We're throwing away all the garbage, getting everything ready to go, and all of a sudden, this spider crawls up out of the garbage bag, and it is like the body's like the size of the big like malted milk balls. Ooh. Like a fatty, like a fatty body on this spider. Like a brown, was it, do you think it was a brown recluse? It was brown and gray. So, you know, it was like a bear wolf spider. Yeah, is, for sure. Is probably the, the genetic term for it. And he's just like. This is why we need a producer to like, can you check on a bear wolf spider yeah, that lives in yeah. uh, Wisconsin? And, and it's, so it's just like, and it's got like a thick web. Like this thing has got a fatty web that's like. And I'm like, I'm not even fucking with this. But I've <laughs> learned that poison kills bugs. And so I jump into the thing and grab a can of Raid. Why didn't you just take a stick and just... Because I'm not getting that close. Okay, that's fair. Because that thing could jump. I, you know, <laughs> out the gym, this thing had hops. Yeah. I could tell by looking at yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Long legs. So I and, he's already, and he's already pissed because he's been living in a fucking trash bag that you've been No, doing. he's probably loving it. You know, I probably had all the good trash in there. <laughs> he, was, he was probably like coming out just to stretch his legs a little bit. Go, and go, go back in for seconds. On, and that's on. what he did. When I hit his ass with a gang of uh, raid, <laughs> I dumped like a half a can of raid on top of this bitch. And he... He he jumped back down into this into this bag and I'm like fuck he's gonna die in that bag but I got to put this bag of trash in my truck to move it to throw it away because we don't you know we got to go take our trash off site for for right now yeah so I'm like this fucking thing is gonna die hopefully soon and I'm just gonna give it a little time like five minutes later he comes crawling back up <laughs> oh now he's mad. He comes crawling back up, and I'm, I'm like, "There's no way!" But he's like foamy at this point he's with covered, color poison. He's, he's, oh and that's gosh. how that's how big and ruthless the spider was. I <laughs> killed him. Uh-huh. Let's you know, let's make it clear. I hit him with enough poison <laughs> that KGB agents 
right now are like, man, we need to be hitting our political operatives with as much poison <laughs> as Clark's dumping onto these fucking wolf bear spiders. But he came out and he went tumbling down <laughs> the side of the garbage bag. Bro, he's going to get and just help. Like, he's like calling like, all his big spider homies. No, because he was what he was doing is he was letting them know. Not the right guy to be fucking with. Yeah, you sent in a message? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I lit him on fire and sent him into his neighborhood. <laughs> it's about sending a message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a new Boston town. Yeah. <laughs> All these trees that are gone? Yeah. Yeah, it's my house now. Yeah. <laughs> Until one of those fuckers lowers himself down and gets in your CPAP. Well, see, <laughs> you know, I sleep with the CPAP. I know. Because... I stopped breathing intermittently. I've slept in the same room with you, but now I don't snore or nothing. So you know, it's it's, it's, you it's a win win situation. Because you have a CPAP. Yeah, and <laughs> but like when I'm sleeping in the forest, I get this like unnerved like sense that I'm just super vulnerable. And <laughs> I, this this weekend, whatever, I get like these dreams that like something's happening. And it's all for because my subconscious is worried that something could happen. That somebody's going to get you. Somebody's going to get me. So I have, and... I have this dream that this guy just is like walking in the woods at dawn and I see him mm-hmm. and I just shoot up out of bed and I whip my CPAP off and I just like, hey, <laughs> all in real life. And Carrie's terrified. And my wife like sitting right next to me, like I knew that I was coming out of a dream when I finished yelling <laughs> at him. <laughs> So I, I just, I, I then followed up, hey, with, oh, no, no, it's okay. I'm just having a, I'm just having a dream. So because, like, I snapped into, like, consciousness time, knowing that I was, was waking this? her up. This was at, like, 4.43 in the morning. Perfect. Ooh. Well, you can go back to sleep then. Yeah, well, I, you know, at that point, I'm already up. So I stumble into the side of the woods. To pee. Just to take a rip of piss. <laughs> Slam another uh, bottle of water and then then went back to bed. So your wife was cool with that? Just <laughs> she's yeah, not okay, cool fine. with it. Yeah. She's not cool with it. At all. Yeah, yeah, funny you mention it. She's not cool. With Pre CPAP, I would do a lot of uh, sleep fighting, uh, <laughs> like air boxing, or like so a lot of like physical, like very physical. I would. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was the 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 first time that you know we knew it was an issue was. <laughs> <laughs> When you have up. sleep apnea, people, you, you have dreams to like wake you up to breathe. Like it's your body's like you gotta. You come up with some crazy scenario in your dream state to Is wake your real? ass up. I, like I, you- I think so. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, it's. I'm pretty sure this is legit. <laughs> We'll you know, believe you. Producer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If we, could check have, on we, need, we need a fact checker. <laughs> but like to wake me up one night, my body threw me this dream where this I'm kicking a soccer ball (laughs) and I kick it into the, into like a stream. And this girl who I don't know who she is, like she goes to get the soccer ball in the stream and she just disappears. And so I like jump in after her head first and on some like pans labyrinth shit, like (sighs) this girl's being pulled down into, into the depths of the water in this little stream that I jumped in. And so I I reach out my hands to grab her hands as she's reaching up to me. And I grab my wife's head in real life with both of my hands because I'm trying to be a hero. 
But in reality, I'm just trying to breathe, <laughs> and I grab my wife by the face and just like she <laughs> wakes up screaming oh, yeah. like she's being accosted <laughs> well, she because is. she is. <laughs> so, so that was like our first time realizing that like I have to do something about this, <laughs> dude. Like, what if you had like you, you like judo chop like you, you know because like, that has happened as well <laughs> is I've thrown like yeah, yeah, I've thrown a fist in my sleep and like hit the headboard right above her face <laughs> dude and yeah but now I got a CPAP so you know any CPAP sponsors want to hit us up <laughs> yeah we, don't even get me started on CPAPs yeah, <laughs> um did you tell you got kids you got three kids yep we have a kid did your kids sleepwalk ever uh, one of them does. Oh, every it, once in a while. It's weird. Yep. Because like, like I, like you saying that like we dealt with Evan and Evan's twelve now, but God, probably he hasn't done it for quite a while. But he he would do it for there's like probably four or five years that <laughs> full on like fucking that scene in Step Brothers where they like <laughs> you know where they yep. come they come in and are throwing all the stuff on the bed and everything. So like he would sleepwalk so ruthlessly and he he learned to crawl out of his crib at like a super early age because of course he did because why wouldn't he want to you yeah, know get out of this get bitch. Out. yeah I I get it and, but like we refused to accept it so we would just leave the side of this be- you know the crib up it converted to a kids bed but we'd leave it up and so you just hear like <laughs> boom and you know that was him like like just fucking like Doing, I picture like him doing the fucking the backflip, like jump over it, just landing on his tiny little baby head, just crappy flop out of it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you'd hear like some shuffling, and then like you hear his door open, and then before he would jump in our bed, and this is when he was like, man, like one and a half, like two, he would throw our bed was king size bed, and it wasn't a platform bed, it was like a higher bed, like our our bed frame was you know. The mattress and the box springs. I like how we're on a podcast. I'm holding my hand up. Yeah. All right, listeners. It was yeah, about no, I, get it. I see what you're saying. Ah, what do you think? Like 36 inches. And bragging about your king size bed. Yeah. Oh, that old thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> taller than normal ones. Uh, they're one of those big beds. I don't know if you guys have one. But um, before he would crawl into it and he had to like free climb up the side, he would throw like a toy up on there. Like he'd bring, us a, he'd bring a toy like... Sometimes it would be like Jingle Bear, which is great because Jingle Bear was like a half blankie, half bear thing, and he's super soft. Sometimes he was blankie, and blankie would come up like, oh, here comes Evan. But there was like one time where we didn't hear him like get out of bed. Like he did some like fucking like belaying down the side. And the toy that he decided to grab was uh, he's a big Transformer guy. Like the remake of Transformers came out in 07, like right, right when he was born. He had this big, super sharp <clears throat> plastic Megatron. And Megatron talked. <laughs> yeah. and, and he came to the end of the bed. And I'm a pretty light sleeper. Like, I can usually hear, like, or feel like if somebody's watching. Carrie, as we've said before, she'll sleep through nuclear winter. Like, just nothing. But, like, I'm like, man, I felt like, I felt like there's somebody there. But he's too short to see over the bed. Well, little dude's standing at the end of the bed, and he fucking skyhooks like this fucking Megatron up and I don't see it flying up and it hits the bed and it's a pretty sizable thing and right as it hit the bed it hit the button that said (laughs) I am Megatron (laughs) where is the cube boy bro I thought like I thought Megatron had jumped into my fucking bed so I like 
roll out of bed. I'm like, oh shit, you know, we're under Body attack. slam him. <laughs> we're under attack. <laughs> Meanwhile, Evan is sleepwalking, so he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He crawled into bed, took my spot, and Carrie's like, hmm, and they snuggle up and go to sleep. But yeah, sleepwalking is weird. Like your kid still does? Uh, a little bit. We've yeah. caught him in different rooms and just walking through a room yeah. that you're in. And, like, and you could talk to him. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. Wife wakes up and yeah. I'm like, before she even starts yelling or saying something, I'm mm-hmm. like, nope, you are sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get back down. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's just like creepy, like what your body can do. My mom said she found me outside once when I was high school and came <laughs> well, down and all of a sudden she heard the door open and I was walking out the patio door going somewhere. And well, that's... Places um, to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's what, what we worried about was like... He, you know, as he got older, as he was like more like six, seven, eight when he's doing this, like now you're old enough to know how to undo the deadbolt and like go out. So I'm like, man, would that yeah, that'd be great? Like, wait, where's Evan? Oh, I was walking down 94 <laughs> trying to throw Megatron on the semi. It'd be it'd be great if he like realized that he had been doing it, but then just used it to his advantage like oh, all man. the way through high school. <laughs> yeah, he's like, just like, oh man, I have no idea what's going on. He's 17 and, and he wants to sneak out. <laughs> he's like sneaking up. You, like if you catch him, he's like, oh man, dad, where am I? Oh man, yeah, I gotta but, get back. Gotta but get in back. reality, like he's just like, you know, going to holler at some girls. Oh, I don't uh, I'm not too worried about him being sneaky like, like that. He's not... Did I tell you what he did? He did camping this weekend? What he stepped in? So we're we're at we're at, and I love him to death, and he's great. But but he can't listen to this until he's eighteen. So but he, yeah, he can't live the can't private, hold a dead private sector that. podcast is made for mature audiences, so he can't fucking listen. <laughs> yeah. But like um, the hiking trails are also horse trails up there, and like so we saw some horses going by, and I didn't really put two and two together. To Bunch of rich it. people. <laughs> One percenters riding around on their 4-H. Yeah, right. On their goddamn thoroughbreds. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, they're just like quarter horses. They're walking around. But um, Carrie and Evan, uh, this this was Saturday morning. And like, full disclosure, like me and my Tony, like we're pretty fucking hungover. And like, she's like, well, you know, me, me and Evan are going to go for a walk. We're going to go on a little hike. I'm like, awesome. Sounds great. So they go, they go for a walk. And they come back. And Carrie's just like shaking her head. Like, just like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Evan's like, I need some wipes. <laughs> like, you know, like the like wet wipes. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, my, my head went to like shit in his pants. I'm like, like, really? You need like, like, and you're that bold to say that in front of everyone? Like, <laughs> I need some wipes. Hike was too long. <laughs> no, he had on flip flops and he stepped right <laughs> into a pile of horse shit. Wow. Oh, <laughs> man, at least, you know, at least he had something on. True, but like it's still squeezed through his toes. Oh, dude, he's like trying to like <laughs> we got his we got his foot clean and there's running water at the site and everything. But like then he's like going to wipe off his six dollar Target flip flops. I'm like, no, nah, bro, those those are garbage. Those those <laughs> those go right right into the trash. And then I made fun of him for it. Not made fun of him, but gave him like the total dad. Like I can't believe you. How how the fuck do you step in horse poop? And then <laughs> Carrie and I are walking that trail later to go get wood. She goes, hey, watch out! And I literally <laughs> just. Almost put it, put yeah. your foot right the in the leaves. Were, the leaves were beautiful. <laughs> Not paying attention. The leaves were beautiful. In an effort to make the, the podcast somewhat informational, not just talking about my kids stepping in shit or you murdering spiders. Well, and uh, I, I assume that eventually this will be in some sort of uh, congressional library. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, it'll, it'll be for sure indexed in like Harvard Law Libraries and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But, but in an effort to make it somewhat 
informational and educational, and we talk about bourbon, and we have dude that has the best liquor store ever. What's this uh, single barrel? So we're drinking single barrel Eagle Rare now. And for people that don't know, like we kind of touched on earlier, but like when places say like this is a store pick or like single barrel, like how does that work? Like, so uh, my Eagle Rare is actually a, a Buffalo Trace product. Um, and I don't think a lot of people know how many brands <laughs> live under like bigger Buffalo over, Trace. Yeah, but well, it, there's, there's not a lot of huge breweries or distilleries. And uh, Buffalo Trace is one of the, the biggest, and they have a ton of brands underneath it's themselves. Eagle Rare, Buffalo, Buffalo Trace, E.H. Blanton. Taylor, Blanton's is Buffalo Trace. Yep. All um, the Pappy all stuff. All the Pappy stuff is Sazerac and everything. Yeah, so, but Eagle Rare, <clears throat> and I've been fortunate enough to go on these picks, and it's awesome. Like, you know, It's a ton of fun. We get to go uh, down to Kentucky, and yep. they give you the tour, and usually the hard hat one, they take you a little farther, and... Don't you actually get to taste the wort uh, when it's being yeah. brewed and see the whole distillery and taste it through the process? And the dude that gave us our first our first Buffalo Trace was Freddie. Sure, yeah. And he's on that, um, was it Neat, the documentary? Correct, yep. yeah. Yeah, he, uh, we still haven't even watched it. <laughs> I still haven't. Have, uh, you haven't watched Neat? No. Oh, it's good. And I don't know yeah. why. It's Where can we watch it? You got to pay for it on Amazon, so... I... <laughs> That's why you haven't watched yeah, it. That's probably why. <laughs> like, oh, you're in it, no. by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's like he's like the guy in that, and he gave us our tour at Buffalo Trace, and it's bonkers. And was like, it? He was his dad rolled in the seven millionth barrel mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Yeah, and, he's he's third generation Buffalo Trace. Yep. Yeah, but man, it's it's amazing to see how big those operations are when you go to do a barrel pick, but at the same time, how much shit is still like like Blanton's. Um, it's all, like, all those little horses and everything they put on top of the bottle and wax it. It's just a line of little old ladies. Yep. It, literally, it literally is a line of yeah. little old ladies with an ancient-ass conveyor belt going by them. And little Dremel finishing yeah. off the horses. Yeah. <laughs> but they, like, they put the Dremel, the horse on. Uh, one person puts a pla- or wood or paper collar around it, mm-hmm. and somebody waxes it. And then yeah. somebody puts a label on, a sticker, and it's... They, uh, somebody else puts it in the little bag. Yep. Put, your yeah. job is the but like, bottle to, and bag guy. To, yeah, to pick a to pick a barrel. Uh, I know that they can send the samples. Like sometimes places will do that, and I'm I'm sure that's going to be more of a thing now. But like they'll send the samples, and the way it works is like a liquor store or a bourbon club or whatever will get um, little vials, and they're like numbered, and they have a little thing that tells you where the barrels were, and then you taste them, and you're like, mm, I want this one of three. But it's dope because if you're there. You actually go in the Rick House. You go in the Rick House. And they roll out, uh, for Buffalo Trace, they usually roll out four to six barrels for you. And yep. you sit there, you actually take the bung out, and yeah. you uh, wine thief the thing out. Dude, yeah, you get to, it's so dope. Like, you get to hammer, like, the, the you hammer the bung out of these barrels. I mean, it's a, it's, I just don't get why if you're spending the money to already, like, you know, buy an entire barrel, Go down there and do it if, oh, you, if sure. you if you have the opportunity to. Well, and, I mean, you guys in the past have like gotten to stay on premises at some of these joints. Yeah, Jim Beam. Yeah, we got to say Jim Beam in the Beam House. It's it's right on property, but it's about yeah. a half mile away. Yeah, well, it's the old Knob Creek House they call it yep. or something, and like it's on the property. I think they Airbnb it now, don't they? They do. Well, yeah. not a, a couple days a year. Yeah, and yeah. just to say they're on Airbnb. <clears> oh, <throat> got it. <laughs> but like they, it's this house and. It's really it was really kind of surreal because um, 
Dan uh, from Badger, great dude, mm-hmm. good good friend of Terrell's, friend of mine. He like got it set up. We're gonna stay on the Jim Beam property, and we get there and we're like, oh, we're staying in the Knob Creek house tonight. And they're like, oh, okay. And they like give you the keys to it, and like it's up there, drive up there, and then like you're on the property. So like everybody else like goes home, and you're just like kind of Willy Wonka esque. Like I mean, you don't you get to run around like, but I guess you could. You could. But it- and then in the house, it's stocked. Every just about every product, Jim Beam or Knob Creek or yep. Blanton's, Basil Hayden, all those. Yeah, or not Blanton's, yeah. sorry, Basil, Basil Hayden, Hayden yep, yep, yep. Booker's, Baker's, Booker's. Yeah, um, anything they make is in that cabinet. And then there was even just big crafts of random whiskey that we didn't know what they were. Yeah, we drank those first. Yeah, <laughs> they had to have been better. They were and then I drank, I drank a bottle of Jim Beam vanilla. You did? Oh, yeah. I can't ever. I'm gonna show everybody a photo of. Brett drinking yeah. a bottle of Jim yeah, Vanilla. Absolutely. We'll get it. We'll put <laughs> it's, it. It's on there. <laughs> it, we'll put it on the. Uh, we'll put it on the, on the Instagram. Yeah, the, yeah they'll yeah. tie it in. But like, it's bonkers because like, and then when we've gone down there, what's cool is, well, cool and a lot. It's like, all right, we're doing a pick at Buffalo Trace today. And then we're going and we did a Knob Creek we pick. Did Knob Creek pick. And then you bought a Knob Creek rye. Yep. So we bought two that day, and then. Uh, we went to a couple other distilleries just because yeah, we're in the just, area. Just going around. Um, we went to Four Roses and did their whole thing. Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill. We stopped by Heaven Hill, which is just massive. Um, by the way, that that Knob Creek Rye pick, which is like, I feel like a lot of people don't like look for Knob Creek Rye. I still think that's one of the favorite picks we did. That was one we weren't even going to buy it. And all of a sudden we're like, what are those barrels? And yeah, like, oh, that's that. the next guy. He's coming in. We, can we taste them? He goes, well, it's not going to hurt. Yeah, I guess. So we cool. tasted we'll through them, and on, we took that one home, we'll, too. We'll take <laughs> this one. And they, like, when they bottle it up, they have, like, a little separate bottling facility, at least at Buffalo Trace for, like, the Eagle Rare stuff, the single barrel and stuff. It goes in there, and it's still, like, it's a very manual process. Like, a dude rolls the barrel over, and it just, I mean, there's not it's a all lot of magic s- to it. It's all in the same room. What is it? Yeah. 30 by 30, and yep. the barrels bottle. come in one end. They roll in themselves because the whole place is mm-hmm. set up on train tracks. And yeah. rolls in, and all of a sudden they pull the bung and dumps through a filter, and yeah. there you go. Yeah, I, I think, I think like, seeing facilities like that, like I said, it would make people appreciate the product a lot, a lot more if they saw how truly manual. So then, like, do they – so it comes – they pull a bung, dump it into, you know, I'm guessing, like, a gigantic trough – Yep, literally. And then then they proof it out after that? Is that yeah. the process? Then it, it goes into yes. a tank, yep. and that's where they proof it. So good point, Josh. So like juice coming out of a barrel is maybe like 130 proof, yep. 100, 120 to 140 I think proof. 120 or 30 is the highest yeah. it can come out. But it's it's coming out is pretty hot. Like yeah. some of the, like the stag, like George T. Stag stuff, yeah. those will be like 136, but it's so hot. And then like all the stuff that... For the most part, you're drinking like 80 proof, 80 or 90 proof. What is what's the evil rare? 90. Uh, 90. 90. So yeah, they they proof it down, which basically means add water to it. Yeah. But and when I say like filter it, they're not doing like it's not like a you know like a no fine it's, just, it's more like a screen that keeps pieces of shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. The wood chunks yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the yeah. crap that was in there. It's doesn't yeah. want to get in your bourbon. But they we did a test with one of the bottles and they hide it behind the light and they shake the thing up and they show you all the particles that are in one that was filtered and one that oh, yeah. wasn't and it's like oh they they're saying they leave everything in there too so they're not yeah. like cold chill filtered it's cold well charcoal filtering is what Tennessee whiskey yes Jack yeah. Daniels Dickel Dickel did a Dickel pick did a Dick one picking a Dickel 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And Dickel was for uh, talking about going there and just getting samples sent up. Dickel was a one we actually got samples sent. Yeah. Um, so it was MGP uh, coming out of Indiana was. No, oh, no, that was the Dickel was there. The previous pick was the MGP pick, and yeah. so they actually send you samples and you go through them, you taste them, and line them up, and we usually go through and taste or smell the nose of them. Yeah. Pick out the best one that smells awesome, and then go back and retaste them as a blind taste compared to smell, just so you're not just picking the one you that's. I think it's really funny well. too when when we do these picks. There's out there's a there, it's down to like you know two or three where you're like hmm which one of these I like best. But there's always one right away that's garbage, in my opinion. Yep. I don't think we've ever done a pick. And we usually agree on it almost. Like, which one? Four is trash. Yep, four tastes like fire. <laughs> like, I mean, some of them taste like just like straight gasoline. Yeah. Um, and that's what the distillery will then mix into those other picks. Yeah, so that so, barrel doesn't get dumped out. It just gets blended up to... As regular Buffalo Trace compared to the Buffalo Trace. Right, and there's pick. so many barrels in it that it doesn't doesn't really matter. Right, right. But I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what's next. Like I don't know. I guess you'd have better insight. What's next in booze? Like seltzers. <laughs> seltzers are a thing. We've seen stuff come around. I think spirits still have a ways to go. And with COVID shit it's been a mess that people aren't getting out to try cocktails anymore. So I feel the cocktails are gonna come back. But do you think there's like, a little bit? Do you think that the the home cocktail market now is going to like more canned like? Because that was a thing for a while, and you guys sell some the, like the canned cocktails took off this year because people wanted something different besides wine and beer, and they didn't want to fucking make cocktails. Though. And well, they all did in March and April. <laughs> everyone wanted to be a bartender and learn how to make all the cool cocktails and do everything with their friends, and it was awesome because we were our restaurant and bartenders were slow, and so they were helping. Help people make cocktails and tell them how to do things. Oh, I and suppose, yeah. Instead of going and getting uh, pre-made ones or to-go ones, or people were blending Can the two, grabbing some to-go ones and then trying to recreate them at home. But I'd rather drink bourbon. I'd rather drink whatever that one is there. Yeah, uh, that one I haven't tried in a bunch of years. That was one I pulled, and we still can't. We can't get it currently. It's uh, Widow Jane, um, their tenure. Widow Jane. Widow Jane. It sounded like you were saying Little Jane at little, first. Like you go, oh, Widow, Widow Jane. Widow, Widow, Widow. Widow. <laughs> yeah. Who makes that? Little Tenure. Who makes Widow Jane? Mito's, Mito's going to look at it. and uh, Bottled by Widow Jane Distillery there in Brooklyn. Go. Yep, perfect. So no, they're contracted somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so yeah. what's, your take on, what's your take on this, guys? Do you care where your stuff is made? You like your booze? I don't. Well, uh, so when I when I say that for if our listeners yeah. you you guys know what I mean but like all right let's say yep. like all right so for example I'm gonna use Templeton Rye as an example Templeton Rye is like a quote unquote Iowa you know whiskey that you know is the old Templeton recipe blah blah it's all made in Indiana right yep all of it's at MGP in Indiana yeah. I don't care um, but some people like some people do I don't feel lied to like you know what I mean like I don't give a shit same thing like w- with brewing I think. Like, people contract brew, and some people shit on it, and I think if you're not controlling the product end-to-end, like, if you're not involved in that contract process, yeah, that can be bad, but otherwise, I, I don't... It's I, I'm an ends-justify-the-means kind of guy when I'm putting booze in my system. <laughs> the uh, We've seen it with the beer side, like, furthermore in Wisconsin. Awesome Wisconsin brewery, but they contract everything. The guys 
didn't have enough money to start up their yeah. own brewery, but did it beginning to end. But they, a bunch of years ago, they wouldn't be allowed to go to events. Like Great Taste Midwest, you had to own your brewery. You had to have See, all these things. I, you couldn't I, go. I don't and know I'm like, that. their product is awesome. It was one of the, I don't know, first pale ales at Western Wisconsin or Wisconsin even had that was yeah. crushable. And they uh, they kind of got shot out of all these events. And not well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of local breweries that brew at other big local breweries or regional breweries. And I don't think people don't know it. Don't yeah, know. maybe they don't know. Maybe maybe they would care if they knew, but like it's been so hidden on the labels forever that Yeah, but we, I mean, we see it with Craftier now, stuff coming out of Pequod and Madison that all of a sudden you look at a, a label and all of a sudden it's brewed in Wanakee and you're like, I thought these guys had a brewery at least. But yeah. they're, they're using it for um, excess capacity and kind of to make it a staple a little, I think, little bigger. And, and like, you know, like the Humble Forager stuff isn't, you know, all those no. cans are coming out of, isn't that? That's of, all Pequod, yeah. yeah. And I, I think the product's great. Or Octopi, sorry. Octopi, yeah. And I think the product's, I think the product's great. And I know, you know, yeah, those guys. Yeah, they're killing. I mean, those cans are amazing. Yeah, they're, they're really, really good. And I know some people have like some stigma. I don't care. That's why I said like, you know, like Heaven Hill makes a ton of products. Buffalo Trace makes a ton of products there. And 45th Parallel. Oh, for sure. In New Richmond, 45th Parallel, New Richmond, Wisconsin, you know, half half hour away from here. They make all the um, the Jay Henry stuff. Jay Henry, you know, which is, you know, award-winning, and it's damn good mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. booze. And, but a few years ago, people really cared. And yeah, it, was, oh, I, it was... Remember, like, Toplin Goliath when they were brewing in Iowa and everybody was, like, <laughs> yeah. mad about it? Because there, there was some batches that were bad. Out of Florida. When yeah, first, yeah, yeah, Florida, yeah, yeah, Florida. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Florida. When they, when they were brewing down at Brew Hub. Yeah. You know, and that, but you know, like Mike got involved and fixed it, and like, I don't know. I, I just think I, I, I think if I was gonna open a, if I was gonna open a brewery, ever, again, if I was gonna open a brewery, I would, I would seriously look into that. Like, especially with the way it, you know, like, Mickler. Yeah, dude's got a great gig. Yeah, just, just show up. Uh, should we brew something today on your system? Yeah, well, and <laughs> with your ingredients. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, and you know, he throws in on it, obviously, but yeah, he has no overhead. Right, he's just a dude. He's just like and controlling your overhead is the name of the game. So this weekend, um, we're up, we're up at the land, and what my, is this segue? My my dog. Oh, okay, okay. My dog is thirteen <laughs> years old, and he's like pretty blind. He's totally blind. <laughs> Very blind. His eyes look, look. he looks like a fucking white walker. He's mostly blind. <laughs> he looks like, you know, in Game of Thrones, he looks like he's a white walker. He's super cloudy. Yeah. And he's got uh, can't, bad bad hearing, can't hear much. Um, so he's got he's very a, rough. Yeah. He's a tiny dog, too. He's tiny. He's a Boston he's a, Terrier. Okay, yeah. He's a little guy, bad hearing, bad eyesight, real bad heart. He's on heart pills. <laughs> and I say all this, and you probably think he's just like, some decrepit piece of shit, but he's no. he's actually a spry dog. And they're like, oh man, like nobody can believe he's over 13 years old when you take him to the vet because you know he's he's an active little guy. Same. Uh, he just you know he's running headfirst into a lot of things. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and so this weekend we're you know we're, we're kind of out in front of the camper and the door was open and. He, this guy can't jump on or off of a bed or the couch. He's just not interested because he can't, he has no sight, can't see. There's no depth perception. No depth perception. He probably doesn't know if it's like 40 feet or like four inches. He walks to the edge (laughs) 
of the fucking camper door like a goddamn plank on a pirate ship <laughs> and just walks right off. <laughs> and he hits the fucking ground and he goes super regamortis, like stiff. <laughs> like, and my wife, and like my back was turning. She's like, Josh. And I turn and I look and this, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> I went, you know, I'm like, that was I'm the like, end. <laughs> what? What happened? And like, you can see his eyes are kind of shooting it's around. Not funny, but I'm no, I, hey, he, hey. So his eyes are kind of shooting around, and I'm, I'm, I pick him up, and you could tell that he's just like every muscle in his body is like contracted right now, and he's got this look of terror on his face, and Jesus. I in turn get like a look of terror on my face, and yeah, I and I look at my wife, and I'm like, dead. I'm like. Call the vet. And we're up in the middle of the woods. We don't have a vet up there, up here. I'm just like, just call a vet. And I'm like, I'm holding him and I'm trying to be cool for him because he's scared. Yeah. It's like when your kid gets hurt, you're like, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. Sometimes. And so I'm just like, all right, buddy. All right. We're, we're good, bud. And we're he's like stiff as a board. Stiff as a board. Like in my arms. Planking. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, I've seen a ton of Dodo videos. Uh, in my time, yeah, <laughs> because I follow them on all their social media platforms. Yeah, it's heartwarming. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, there's plenty of videos of like some stupid little cat that was born that couldn't walk, and they're like, oh man, doctor said he couldn't walk. They were gonna put him down, and I'm like, nah. So <laughs> after four months, this kid, this kitty, can now drag his back legs behind him, and he's living a great life. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like this, it's the kitty's not yeah. at all <laughs> shitting all over himself. Kill but, me. <laughs> but but good for you, person, you know, who lives yeah. at home with nobody in their lives. But <laughs> you know, I'm like. So I start like pulling from 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 that experience, um, and so I like I'm trying to like make him stand up, and like you put his 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 legs on the ground and his paws like they don't like land properly. They just kind of like roll underneath his legs, and he's just like he can't move. He's like there's nothing nothing's going on here, dude. And I'm just like all right. <laughs> I'm like today's the day I put my dog down to die, and there's nothing I can do about it. Like. He's got a bad heart, can't have surgery. Like, a broken back is probably what we're dealing with. And you're up at the lake. And I'm up at the lake. Yeah. You know, and so, but at, the, you know, but at this point, it's like, I'm starting to give myself some realization that this fucking guy is, you know, this like is, this today's, his, today's his last day. So I'm like, Carrie's still like on the phone trying to explain to the vet what's going on. And I just like, I just, I'm like, all right, man. So I start like walking my dog through the woods like in my oh. arms oh. and i'm like hey buddy like you know you've been you've been great thank you you know for oh man you know, all the good times you like reading you know, his last rites just like i'm like look at this place man i'm gonna i'm gonna bury you up here man this is, <laughs> Jesus, this, is <laughs> this is where this is he and i already have an understanding that like i'm gonna turn his ashes into a tree and plant him up in, uh, in the woods somewhere. Okay. So, you know, so I always have a spot on this property. And, like, I'm like, I just, and so, but I keep going to, like, the ground and trying to make him stand up. And he's just still, like, just tipping over to one side or the other. And I'm like, I just, I'm trying, I'm trying to, like, pinch him. <laughs> like, like, wedge him up? I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to, like, pinch him to, like, get him to move his legs a little bit. Finally, I kind of just, like, 
stick my thumb kind of in his asshole <laughs> a little bit. Wait, but why? Uh, weird. Because like he, you know, nobody likes that. All right, yeah. Uh, most people. Uh, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> most. Mean. Most yeah, me. No, no, <laughs> most me, me yeah. doesn't doesn't enjoy that. And so, please wake Yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His back legs, I kick. I'm like, oh shit, we got movement in lower extremities. So maybe 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 we're on maybe we're okay. And, <laughs> and all you had to do was <laughs> all I had to do. This fucking guy was faking it the whole time. Yeah, he's like, all right, all right, <laughs> <You> got me. <laughs> but now I gotta get away no, from my butt. No, so after like after like thirty minutes, like we got him to stand up on his own, and he just kind of walked it off uh, until like later. Man, um, I was gonna say something's still wrong. Yeah, because like later, you know, so. so you know, it's Saturday. My dog. I didn't have to kill him. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 you know, I'm having some libations, enjoying the evening, and all of a sudden, I, I got a rage and bonfire going, and all of a sudden, I just hear Josh. I'm like, oh, who are you? Who? Fuck. Also, who's my up there? wife? Is like, but you and Jared, from, yeah, yep, Jared, just getting and I, after it. Yeah, super getting after it. We, you know, some people get on one. <laughs> he was on a couple. Yeah, and uh-huh. and we end up. Like getting this raging fire going for the first time, inaugural bonfire pit in, in the, at the spot, and all of a sudden my wife starts calling my name, and the fucking dog, like all of a sudden, just like seized up again, <laughs> and fucking is. fell over, like, so some, something is wrong, but we he's been fine since like Sunday or Saturday evening. So you went in for your move and. Stuck in my finger. Yeah, no. Yeah, that time, like, we just think that's how he was angling for it. Like, well, now I know this. <laughs> God, what if that was what he was going for? <laughs> That'd be awesome. God, old bastard. Yeah, old, old sneaky Bronson. Bronson, <laughs> going for he's the, looking for a thumb in the butt. Looking for a thumb in the butt. He's like trying to make my legs move. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> my legs are all tight. Psych. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. So you know, so far, it's just one of those things. Like the guys. So I was like, I'm just going to bring him in to get an x-ray, but at this point... What if they say, like, your dog's back is broken? Then, you know, we're just going to let him keep seizing up until... <laughs> well, as long as he's back. not in pain. Right, he's not... Yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't whimper or whine Is Carrie pretty attached to the dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I walked away, and when I was, like, walking him through the woods, she's, like, on the phone, and she's like... She's like, you were just crying, and I could hear you crying, and mm-hmm. I was getting very upset about that. And I'm like, hey, you know, I yeah. thought I was putting this fucking guy down. Yeah. You know, I come from a family where, like, my uncles all had labs, and when they got kind of that, all right, man, the vet says there's nothing more we can do, they take them out to, like, their favorite hunting spot, you know, dig a hole, I hug them. Put a bullet in them, and they cry behind a tree. I couldn't shoot. Yeah, no, I couldn't either. But they like cry behind a tree. But then they just like go by the next, you know, golden retriever or you know lab or whatever. Like they just switch to a golden retriever. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) but like that's that's not my move. It's tough losing a dog, and like I feel like they obviously the natural thing to do is get another dog. Oh yes, we did. Yeah, when Stella's getting old. we and you kind of uh, know you want them to overlap. Oh yeah, like they, you, they had about two you know, a year and a half. Yeah, it together. was a while. It was, was perfect. They they kept Stella young and oh, the I day bet. before she died, she was running around the yard and making laps. Yeah, and, but and yeah, it's, the hard part is. 
people coming into the store now. Oh, they like, think hey, the you know cork. That, where's that dog's been here for 15 years? Oh, oh yeah, she did. Well, she's been, here, she's been here for 15 years. Yeah. You want to do the math on that dog? You can. We got another one, but uh, he's not trained yet. Yeah. 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 yeah so, you know, it was. Is uh, cork, sorry, is cork going to be a shot? Is he going to be? Yeah, a, cork a will be back in there. Yeah. Uh, we kept him out beginning of COVID just because no one knew where it was coming from or yeah, what yeah, was yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. You can get it from cats, supposedly. And, Fucking and, uh, cats. So we kept the dogs out for a while, and then yeah, that makes sense. Now they're uh, working on coming back. Those, hey, by the way, oh, sorry. roll one back over here. Yeah, slide these beers over here. There's three left. Um, more brewing company. Yeah, and uh, also another beer is haven't tried. We nice. uh, hey, by the way, those uh, t-shirts on top there. Ooh, those are from Twin Cities Tees. Um, Holla. I'd like to use this segue. Man, I like how I gave them great placement, like towards the end of the podcast too. Fuck. But yeah. Twin Cities Tees. That is awesome. Uh, yeah. Is, uh, that one, uh, I think that glows in the dark. That might be one of the glow-in-the-dark shops. Nice. nice. Have sex yeah. with that shirt. Yep. Yeah, right? But uh, Twin See Cities Tees in St. Paul um, was kind enough to, um, they said they wanted to sponsor us. We have we a sponsor. We have a sponsor. But what does that mean? That means that we're going to get some dope merch. And the first dope merch thing we got, we got. Stickies. We got them slaps, those stickers. So, um. In the off chance that you're listening to this, and the off chance you follow us on Instagram, shoot me a direct message and I'll send you some stickers. Yeah, they're super dope. Yeah, uh, artist Quiggle put it together. Dave Quiggle. We'll put all this in the description and everything, but like links to their their art and everything. But yeah, but yeah, those are Twin Cities T-shirts for you. Thank you, sir. They've done work for you, right? They made yeah, they did uh, some embroidered uh, beer fest stuff yeah, 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 and yeah. did some hats. And Alex is the fucking yeah. best. Those oh, guys it's been are awesome. Those guys are absolutely the best. If you need anything done, Twin Cities Tees. Some of the private sector podcast sent you for eighty percent off your first order. No, just kidding. Like that, just makes some absolutely outrageous claim. Mention, mention private sector. Mention private sector for podcast. The first four hundred t-shirts. Your first four hundred t-shirts are free. <laughs> but just thanks, a, Al. Yeah, thanks, man. Good looking out. Moreover, what is this? Um, IPA. So more brewing. Uh, just just an IPA. With these beers too, like these are expensive. Very. Uh, that's been a new, new fad since uh, this all started. And in the last couple of years, it's um, putting those bomber style beers that we had five, six years ago, right? The big bottles. Yeah, into sixteen ounce cans, and all of a sudden people are seeing these those prices go. Like, up what's and, a four pack of this beer cost uh, at this, Nova? This one's about twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for a four pack. So, but like, what's the you got? You got other half from New York. So other half, those were seven, eight bucks, uh, sixteen ounce can. Yeah. So but, we're, but we're like, over thirty dollars a four pack. But you just you just run, you know, not to be nosy, but you don't like jack them up like that's no, just it's what it, straight margin everything's and it's shipping. It's uh, getting these cool breweries and new beers right. into the into and the they market. Come fucking fresh. Uh, the other half stuff we just got. There was stuff that was four days old when it hit the shelf. That's crazy. So it came direct. It, Touch the warehouse and, and these are beers. These are beers that you you know like you'd fly back in your suitcase. And now these places have enough. Yeah, we, we would send it out. We would like go on trips with an extra suitcase. Yep. And know that we could yep. bring back fifty pounds yep. for like of, the thirty dollar check bag yep. fee. Yep. As opposed to having to try to ship it all back. I just I would I would Does remember. Does it all sell? It's all. We're Does all, it all we're, sell? We're, I mean, no. like you know, not to be like nosy. I mean, I guess I can go look, but like you know, like. My, is it like, is it one point 
as a liquor store owner, you just go, okay, this is fucking too much. Like, I have too many skews of shit. Like, there are a ton, but it's it's all allocated, or there's there's so limited quantities on stuff like this. This beer here, we got two cases of, and that's all I was allowed to buy. Okay. So if I keep it in four packs, I need twelve people to try that try the beer, the new beer. And or for yeah. people to try a beer if I split up into singles. So it really doesn't go that far. And back in the day, we would allocate stuff when we got it, and we only got less or 50 items. We'd make sure 50 people got a serving of that. Right. So, yeah. that's, so that's when we would decide to split and up into two that. packs or four packs or whatever it was. Because then you don't have some shitlord coming in and buying two pack, two Like if you get two cases of this beer... Some somebody you don't limit it. Somebody just comes in and they buy fucking forty eight cans, and then they're gonna trade it and sell it and whatever. Yeah, when people get mad, they're always like, "Well, can I get more?" I go, "If if I would allow anybody else get more, it wouldn't be here for you to buy." Right, so like you cool. get to get it because I didn't let other people yeah, buy more because people would literally buy all of it. I don't know, the man. first guy. Yeah, this is this is good insight into just this weird culture that I think we all kind of jumped in. Like in the beer game, we jumped in. You never had to worry about allocating things, you know. Oh, yeah. But, you know, now, like, the everybody complains in all these online forums about how so-and-so liquor outlet, whether it be a distillery, Mm -hmm. a a brewery, a liquor store, nobody has the right answer, but Mm -hmm. everybody will tell you that you have the wrong answer. Correct. And it's it's, there's not a lot of people, I think, who are giving – you know, Terrell's side of the story to trying to do everything they can to get the product to as many people as they possibly can. At the end of the day, because the people who yep. are bitching just want to pick up yeah. the ones who are complaining, are like I just want yeah. to be able to buy enough so I can flip enough so that I didn't have to pay for my my shit. Recently, we've been getting thirty or forty new beers a week. Like, Jesus, they, you have to get rid of it to, to have space to bring in the cool shit next week. And so, it's That's a lot of work for those. you just making excuses for everything. Oh, it's it's Friday, all, a couple days a week, putting in new products. Yeah. And just everything's got a new UPC. Dude, fuck. I don't know. And I, like, I don't, you know, I don't know the, I don't know the right answer as far as what the, what the future looks like, but I think it's just, like, at the end of the day, it's only booze, right? It's only beer. It's only bourbon. Drink it. Enjoy it. If you can't get it, you're going to be fine. <laughs> One of your friends probably got But also, you go to a fucking <laughs> store like Nova, you go to Casanova, you go to most decent, like, family-owned places, there's so much bonkers shit that doesn't get touched at those stores, mm-hmm. but, like, people are in there chasing the, like, okay, Blanton's on the bourbon side. Like, homie will walk in, and, you know, it's just, you know, some dude, and he'll be like, yo, uh, do you have Blanton's? No. And before Terrell or before anyone working there can say... Uh, what's another single barrel of bourbon I can show you? The guy's on his heels and he's gone because he was told by the internet that he needs to buy this fucking product. Right. And that's what I think is stupid and that's what I think is fucked because like, I could walk you over to the awesome selection there and pick out, for the price of Blanton's, three or four dope bottles that are interchangeable in there. And we love doing that. Like That's the part I was actually today. Yeah. We had a bunch of guys in and wanted to help them out and nope, look, Right at the counter, and mm-hmm. they, they were looking for something specific. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we used to be able to sit back here and mm-hmm. talk to you about burn. We sit here and talk. I don't. If we talk for a little bit and you walk out, I I probably learned something from you, and you right. learned something from me. And with the wine and beer, and it was used to be a, a hangout spot. It wasn't just a store; it was a place to hang out and talk about beer. Yep, for sure. Um, it's it's starting to change a little bit. There's still a lot of guys that come in and love 
talking about beer and literally helping other customers. You know, so I, that's pretty cool when somebody gets gassed up and like, you know, like working working at breweries in the past, like I enjoy it when, or just working at bars in general, like I enjoy it when um, the, the other customer at the bar is ag- almost aggressively more than <laughs> ever I would ever push something, pushing the customer next to them to to try that beer or that food item or whatever. And, and yeah, I've met a lot of cool people actually from like experiences like that. 100%. Sitting at, sitting at a bar. Cause obviously there's a few like-minded things you share, <laughs> right? You right, like yeah. to fucking drink. I've worked in the alcohol industry and I think that one thing that is kind of frustrating is when people are like, well, that would be a fun, fun get, you know, and like, don't get me wrong. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. But like, you you know Nova's open nine to nine three sixty five right every day of the year right so I mean I guarantee you, you could say like, yeah it's really fun but talk to me on you know like Christmas Eve Christmas, Christmas Eve, morning yeah. New Year's morning yeah dude it's it's and Thanksgiving's it, a fun one though Thanksgiving is still the is that that's the day we usually um, we actually, used to have a Bloody I, Mary contest yeah and actually I've I've, t- I've come and visited you yeah. on, on Thanksgiving before like and it's a show we've got a lot of people that do the same. Uh, rotation of what they do for going to family and so they always stop by that day so it's it's a it's a thing for them they always are coming by we got a guy that brings us well rod that helps us pick a yes. lot of our uh our barrels and rod the hair he rod the hair shout out to the hair he uh he comes every every year and brings donuts and coffee and they're coming through town picking That's up beer dope. on the way and it's it's just cool to see everyone and we always love the part of the store is we can might not get to all these events, yeah. But we everybody comes to us and gets to come and say hi and stop by. So we should try at least for Thanksgiving to throw a party at some some point. Um, absolutely. And the um, I'd be remiss to to t- not mention the caves. <laughs> so if you haven't been to a party at Nova or Casanova, it's a cave. You you own the caves. Yeah, so there's in there. there's caves it's built so into the limestone dope. that used to hold um, a brewery your, in front of them. Yeah, Meaty had his uh, you had your groom's dinner. Groom's dinner. There. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. You know, we did a little untraditional thing. Yeah. So it wasn't a technical. We just you know the party before the party. Yeah. You know, so we threw in the caves. But those were like I'm sorry, you said so. There's a because were those like the lagering. Those caves? are the lagering caves. Yeah, uh, so, uh, so, like so they for, didn't have refrigeration and they yeah, use people those that to lager. And, don't know lagering beer requires. Cooler temperatures, and if you didn't have glycol, you shove it into a. Are those limestone? Yep, they're uh, limestone. They hand dug them, and then there were the actually the back. Oh, those half are of, all dug out. Yep, all dug by hand, and they were there was a three story building in front of them that housed the brewery, but they used those kind of as their coolers right behind the building. Man. So they could walk in and out, and super dope. But you know, it's. If anyone wants to throw a party there, oh, it's definitely. Po- if you, you know, can ever throw a party again, post COVID. You know, it, it it is an ultimate spot to put together an event. Dude, can you do an Airbnb? Oh, it wouldn't be <laughs> Airbnb in the caves. Um, well, there's perhaps we want to cross the street. Well, yeah. By the way, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Toast, what's it called? Uh, Toasted Barrel. Shout out to Toasted Barrel. Uh, it's the dopest Airbnb. It's it in is one hundred percent the best Airbnb on the river. The yeah, we're literally down. a block away from Saint Croix River, right downtown Hudson. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty, but wouldn't it be cool if you could have one in the caves? But cool. if you was balling enough, you would just book them both. What? The caves and the Airbnb. And just throw your own party. Oh, throw see, your own that party. would be... I mean, it's not Josh, like we Josh almost is haven't angling, done Josh it. Josh is angling for an event <laughs> management job. Uh, 
But yeah. I, I've always I've always wanted to pimp the caves for you know corporate events midweek you know fill, filling a good need. Oh man, Bourbon Fest, Dark Beer Fest, Wine Cave Festival. People get yeah. turned at those events. Yeah, and I know you know you can't commit at this point you know to when the next events and things are, but. For anybody who hasn't been to these, bro, events, it's Wisconsin. There's probably one on Friday. But you know, but you know, when things do pop off, folks got to get out to the caves. There, uh, it's a cool space. Uh, we're hoping to do something eventually, but yeah. I can't be the first one to put on an event either. No, yeah, no, you don't. You don't want to be Sturgis. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably get Smash Mouth though. You know, Smash Mouth played Sturgis. Really? Yeah, yeah, no, like yeah. not joking. Like, yeah. like they're like, who would be dumb enough to play an event? It's during uh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, fuck, Smash Mouth isn't going to sponsor our show now. <laughs> Shout out to Smash. Shut. Psych. Terrell, I'd be remiss. If um, I didn't actually ask, I had a, I had a couple legit questions. We don't like well, we we have a notebook, and Joshua and I kind of like write stuff down that we want to talk about on the show. But I don't know if that's ever worked. Not yet. Not in our one point <laughs> one point eight episodes we recorded. It hasn't worked but I did yet. have a couple of questions, specific questions, um, non coached, and they're pretty straightforward. What is and you can even put these together. What is one thing that you wish everybody that went to a liquor store knew, right? And then the other question is, is what's one thing that is something that is like people are constantly not understanding about buying booze? Kind of the same question. It kind of is, but do you know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm like, they can be mad. Like, what's one thing like, you know, like... And like I said, it doesn't have to be like behind the scenes magic, but just like what's something that's like when somebody comes in and they're mad about something or they're happy about something or whatever, and you go, man, you just don't get like, don't get it. <laughs> like, I, 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 I'm going to give real quick my yeah. sprinkling on top of that. The reason I thought of this yeah. is I don't think people understand how distribution laws work. No. <laughs> that, that's a huge one. Yeah. Um, I think people also think, uh, don't understand that it's actually a, a living product that can change right um okay. and so i didn't even think of that yeah. wine wine can go bad wine could be bad when it went in the bottle it could change over time it yep. can get oxidized beers the same way um we've had liquor that's even been different in color and texture and a lot of stuff n- that's new right now it's popping in we've had some issues with just because they're they're pushing stuff out as fast as possible well, so there, there's different yeah. things beer you got to make sure it's Fresh, like, like this, like this that we're drinking. This is that 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 more double IPA. Like, I mean, like the shelf life on this has to be. The brewery's gonna say ninety days. <sighs> um, we're gonna we're gonna try to get rid of it in the first week, but right. um, we're usually running on a month and a half, so we're looking at six weeks. Yep. And the hard part is, it's not always us getting the product out the door. It's it's a distributor sitting on some product. Maybe mm-hmm. we can sell a ton of it, but I can't sell everything for them. Right. Um, you can't sell it till you get it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden we get it, and so we're checking dates when stuff arrives. Uh, we're checking dates just on the shelf and see how long it sits. And we rotate enough stuff through and have enough spaces that uh, it all goes pretty well. But there's, there's some dogs every once in a while, and so, we, we pick them out, and, or the distributor rolls through, or the brewery comes through, and Hey, so I'm 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 Joe Consumer, and I go to a liquor store, not necessarily yours, because I know how you would handle it. You would you would take care of it, but like I get some um, 
beer, and I'm gonna I'm gonna not throw the liquor store under the bus because they handled it well. But there's a local liquor store around here, um, and I do no joke ninety percent of my shopping at Nova Casanova. But you know sometimes we're in Woodbury and we grab some. I grabbed some Sierra Nevada uh, Torpedo, which is like their Imperial yeah. IPA. I think I might have told you this story. Yeah. And like I, br- I brought it home, and uh, I don't have a Michelin starred palate by any means, but I cracked that beer open and I took a sip, and I'm like, "Huh, this, you know, it's supposed to be very sharp hops and you know a lot of sea hops in that thing, and tastes like a barley wine. Yeah, dude, it tasted bad. And I checked the date, and it was pushing." A year, right? So what should I do as Joe Consumer in that situation? How do I not be an asshole? But I think you have a you, you should bring that to someone's attention, right? Oh, for sure. So yeah, like if the, it tastes better and, and you check the date and the date's old as shit, what should I do? You also got to know what you're looking at too. Are you looking at a born on date? Are you looking at a brew date? True. Or a out of date code? Um and so I think the move is Google it. Like yeah, and look Sierra it Nevada date code, and, and it'll tell you if it's a Julian date or if it's actually the date it was brewed on. Or, yeah, and it's just letting somebody know. Everybody wants to know if there's an issue, and right. sometimes the brewery rep hasn't gotten around to that spot to check that For one, sure. or and, there's and too many. Full beers. disclosure: the the liquor store replaced it, no questions asked. Oh, and it, it's they know that it's a living product, and the breweries either uh, refund them. So I should them, tell them. Let them know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just be like, hey, this beer's out of date. Because the distributor's going to take it back. Right? Yeah. The distributor will take it back or the brewery will take it back. It's all going going back and we'll, we'll take care of you. That's kind of, yeah, I, didn't, I, never, <laughs> I never really thought about how often that's a thing. But that's why it's kind of in your best interest as a store to always check dates too. Then you get in front of it. For sure. And you don't check dates on all styles of beer. If stout sits around a little longer, I'd totally be cool with it. Or, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or a barrel-aged one and maybe <laughs> got some of the base I might have to drink soon. Terrell, how should people um, find out what's happening at Nova? So Instagram, Twitter, like what's your, what's your favorite? Uh, Instagram is probably the number one right now. But you call it Instagrams? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Instagram. If you're not on the Instagrams yet, it's like Google Plus. It doesn't do well. <laughs> yeah, but Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and then we do the events usually on their website. Yeah. So uh, on big ones. your handles on on Insta, what is it? Casanova Liquor. Cast- on all yep. of them. Yep. Yeah. Dope. Look that up, and you can all the dope shit that. Not all the dope shit we've been drinking, probably. I doubt you're selling this one. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even buy that one. Stop in to Nova <laughs> and mention the Private Sector Podcast and... You get a high five. Get a sticker. I'll give Terrell a big... Oh, yeah. Uh, stickers. Yeah. stickers. That's I'm going yeah, yeah. to give you a fat stack of uh, stickies from Twin Cities. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, just go to Nova and just say that you, uh, you heard about... Oh, man, that's genius. Yeah. This is great. I'm, I'm hold on. I'm gonna make a note in my marketing journal. <laughs> Cross promotion, re sticker question mark. But anyway, yeah, Terrell, thanks so much for joining us today on the Private Sector Podcast. We're our first guest. Thank you guys. Yeah, this is I awesome. think it went really well. We have three microphones. And they're working. They work seamlessly. They work. Yeah. Exactly Joshua Joseph is with me as always. Great watching out, watching out for spiders. Watching out for his dog. I'll make sure my kid doesn't step in any horseshit in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe. Do everything you need to do on the internet. Private Sector Podcast.